Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Good to be in church once again. Why don't we stand together? And I want us, I want us to do something a little bit different tonight. I just wonder if you would reach over the person next to you, if you like them. I want you to put your, put your hand on their shoulder. And let's pray together and ask God his blessing over this service tonight. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. For your goodness, we thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Oh, God, we are such a privileged people, God, to be able to come again, Lord, to your presence, Lord, and gather together in one mind and one accord. We're, we're so grateful, Lord, for this, oh, great salvation that we have. I pray, Lord, for this service, Lord, tonight, that, God, you would have your way, that you would strengthen, that you would speak to, Lord, that you would help us in this place, Lord, we come to hear a word from you tonight, Lord, to be strengthened, God, in the Spirit tonight, and we thank you for it. Why don't you clap your hands one more time to Jesus, and let's all worship in this place tonight. God bless you. We praise your name among the nations. We praise your name with every heart. In one voice, with all creation, giving you praise for who you are. We praise your name Your name among the nations. 
I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart, and I will show forth thy word.
Jordan unto the land of Canaan that you will drive out all the inhabitants of the land. You will destroy their carved images, their cast idols, and demolish all their high places. You shall take possession of the land and settle in it, for I have given the land to you to possess. Now in the Bible, a high place was originally designated as a place of idol worship. This next song talks about going up to the high places to bring the devil's kingdom down. We don't have time or space in our lives for things for high places that don't glorify God. And in order for us to possess all that he has already given us, we just have to take it, but we have to make room. How do we make room? We tear down the altars that we may have built to fear and to anxiety, to distraction, to negative thoughts and to sin. We give it all to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going up to the high places.
Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good, isn't he? Amen. We were singing that song a while ago, that middle song. And it said something about take the shackles off so we can dance. I don't know about you, Brother Steve, but when I walked into church, I had shackles on me. And you know what I found? I began to move a little bit because I felt the Spirit. And as I began to move, that's when the shackles came off. If you look at your Bibles in Acts 16 and Paul and Silas, it says, At midnight, they began to sing praises unto the Lord. But Sister Debbie, here's what gets me. The prisoners heard it. When you start singing praises to the Lord, I believe we ought to be louder than a football game. Come on. I believe we ought to be louder than a soccer game. When we sing praises, I believe the world hissed. When you were baptized and saved and received the Holy Ghost, the best thing that God gave you is a voice. We ought to be the voice to this world. Amen. We need to go up to high places and to churches on a mission. You all believe that? This is the church's finest hour. I believe that. Amen. The church is triumphant, and we got a job to do, and we're going to reach the world. Clap your hands one more time to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to let you be seated for just a minute. We're going uh, to remember some prayer requests that we have tonight. First of all, let's pray for Sister uh, Diane Leite's family and the passing of her mother. Let's pray for the uh, for the family, for God to strengthen, for the peace of God. Amen. That passes on her saying, let's pray for this. Also, continue to pray for my cousin, Chad. Maybe you got the calling post last Sunday. Let's pray for Chad. Uh, I, I spoke with my aunt last night, and so I'm not sure if he got released today. Okay, well, let's just pray for Chad, amen. I believe God has a plan, amen, for him. I believe that, amen. And, and uh, also we have one more here. Uh, let's pray uh, for Sister Jackie Lilly for continued prayers uh, for, uh, for her strengths, amen. I, I think it's a, what this is. But anyway, let's just pray for, for Jackie Lilly. And uh, let's pray for revival, amen, coming up. Pray for Urson College on, on Sunday. Pray for revival Next week, amen, or the week after that, looking forward to a great time in this. Why don't we all stand one more time? And if you got a need, just want you to just lift that hand, amen. Lift that hand if you have a need. And, uh, and, and those of you that did not raise your hand, lift your hand one more time if you have a need, amen. All right. If you didn't raise your hand, if you can reach somebody next to you, lay your hand up on them and let's pray. If you need prayer, come forward. And we're going to pray for you, lay hands on you, and anoint with oil, as the scripture says, and pray. Let's pray right now, folks. Jesus, right now, God, every need that was made known, Lord, here tonight, God, you are faithful. Lord, we depend and we trust, Lord, upon you for every need. God, I pray, Lord, for Sister Diane Leite's family. God, I pray, Lord, right now, you would just reach down and, God, comfort this family. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, the peace that passes us all understanding God it is in you Lord Uh, peace Lord is in you oh God and I just pray Lord right now in the name of Jesus moving this family oh God I pray for Chad Campbell God touch him Lord right now I pray Jesus lift him up raise him up God give him strength Lord I pray every need right now sister Lily oh God I pray for her Lord tonight 
reach down in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray, God, for these revivals, uh, Lord, that's going to be taking place. Uh, you would move in this, Lord, prepare minds and hearts uh, for a great outpouring of your spirit, God. We depend and trust upon you on every need, every hand raised, God, tonight, right now. Lord, you're faithful, oh God. I pray, Lord, we touch every need right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it, Lord. You're able. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.
I thank y'all lift your hands up right now. Well, we just thank the Lord what we feel here tonight in this place. Come on, give God praise right now. Come on, give God praise right now. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated if you can. Praise God. I like what I feel here tonight. God is good. What a sweet presence of the Lord we feel. Amen. We're going to get ready to receive your Sunday evening offering this time. If I could have the affirmation up there. All right. Let's say this, this with me, church. Upon the authority of your word, I have given and shall be given to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You poured upon me such a blessing that there's not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, deaths demolished, royalties received. My whole family saved, walking with God, blessed to walk in health and abundance with the divine favor. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. All that I will do will prosper in Jesus' name. Somebody said amen. If I could have the ushers up front, please. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's pray and ask God his blessing over this tonight. Lord Jesus, once again, we're so thankful, Lord, for your goodness, oh God. We're so thankful, Lord, that we can, Lord, give back what is rightfully yours. Lord, I just pray, God, blessings upon this tithe and offering. God, you will bless it. God, you would break it and multiply it, Lord. And God, for your kingdom, Lord, this church, God, we thank you for it, Lord. Bless those that give, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. God bless you as you come up and bring your tithe and offering. God bless you.
Jesus, hold my hand. Amen. Can you say praise the Lord? How great and wonderful our God is. Thank God for his presence in this house tonight. Amen to God. Amen to God. What a great God. Praise the Lord. We want to remind you of a few announcements. First of all, uh, this coming Friday night is a rally at Kirksville. And uh, who's the speaker? L.J. Harry is going to be the speaker. And uh, if you're able to go attend that service, you'll be immensely blessed Friday night at Kirksville. Got a few things going on Saturday. Amen. And uh, the shows are moving to their new house. Praise God for his provision. And if you're able to help them, Tim said, meet here at the church at 1230. And uh, they will make it as uh, fruitful as possible to accomplish as much as they can in short a while as possible. But it takes more hands, the better. Amen. There is a uh, event in Monroe City. Our uh, daughter work is going to be uh, selling food. And where is that? Downtown? At the St. Jude Park. Right there on Main Street. Look them up and uh, be great to support that. Amen. Next Sunday night, Urshan Corral. We're going to have a great time going to have a great time. I have heard officially from Brother Niffin and the Hannibal Church, they are bringing, they're going to bring their church. Amen. The whole church will be here. And uh, I imagine that we'll have similar capacity crowd like we did last year, probably somewhere around 300 in attendance when you count at least 50 from Urshan, that's going to be real easy to meet that number. And so there may be more than that, but uh, I just encourage you, let's make our guest welcome. Let's make our guest welcome. Praise God. We're going to have a great Holy Ghost service. Starts at 6 o'clock. Let's be prayed up and ready to worship. It's going to be right from the beginning. Amen. They're going to take the service from the beginning, and we're going to be singing and shouting and praising God, praying people through to the Holy Ghost. I hope to see people baptized in Jesus' name. There's no telling. What a kickoff for revival. What a kickoff for revival. Amen. Wednesday night following the 11th on Wednesday night starts our revival with Brother Griggs. And he will be preaching. Make sure you stop by the corner table back here, the uh, Church Connect corner, and uh, get you a few of those cards there that talk about the revival. It has the time on it, and uh, you can give those out. It's got the 
a map of the church on the back, uh, how to find the church. And uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we'll take Saturday off. So you can be ready for Sunday, two services on Sunday. And then we'll take Monday and Tuesday off. That's the plan, unless God changes things. Amen. But then we'll come back and repeat that Monday, or rather Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then we will take Saturday off and finish it up with another Sunday. So two weeks, the midweek services start at 7. We're going to try to utilize it to be a blessing to everybody that comes, cognizant that you still are working, and we want to try to get Brother Griggs up as early as possible so that he can and Sister Griggs can minister, and we'll have time to pray people through the Holy Ghost. Amen. But uh, uh, so we will have probably short preliminaries. I am going to be asking during the week, we're not going to receive offering Monday to, uh, let me start that, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're not going to receive offering during the service, but you can always give an offering in the tithe and offering box right at the back. And uh, a matter of fact, I encourage you to do so because we want you to be a blessing to this financially. Folks, sacrifice. Make a sacrifice. If at all possible, give a special offering to help cover expense. This is not going to be cheap in any way. We have to pay the preacher. And you don't just send him off on just barely able to drive down the road these days. We need to help them out. Let's be a blessing to them. And also, we're going to give a good offering to the Urshan Corral. And so we want to be a blessing. Let's give what we can and do all we can. Amen. We're going to be feeding the Urshan Corral following service on Sunday night. And so all of this is extra expense. But I know that you'll give. Allow God to talk to you. Amen. Write an extra check. Put in something extra, amen, beyond what you usually do. God will bless you for it. You can't outgive God. And I so appreciate you understanding and taking this same burden. I'm believing that God's going to do great things. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Praise the Lord. God is going to do great things, and we're excited about what God is doing. Amen to God. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's so good to see Leslie tonight. Amen. So good to see Leslie tonight. Would you stand with me? Amen. Amen. And why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, you know, I am glad you're here tonight. Would you do that? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. While you're standing, would you take your Bibles? I want to preach tonight something that I sort of precipiced this morning. 
that I want to preach. Today is Prayer for Prodigal Sunday. And um, we, I, I just feel like everything is so ordered, timely. Everything that's happening is so timely right now, including a day set aside to pray for prodigals. This isn't just our church. This is nationally recognized as a day to pray for prodigals. And so I'm going to be preaching about prodigals tonight. And we want God to speak to our hearts. Does anybody want to hear from the Lord tonight? I pray that you do. And uh, we're going to trust the Lord to speak into our lives tonight. If you would turn with me to a very familiar passage of scripture or a chapter about the lost and being found. And that is Luke chapter 15. I have often preached through the years from Luke chapter 15, and I want to again tonight in your hearing. Amen. Luke chapter 15, and uh, let's begin with verse 3, and I will read a few verses. Amen. And he spake this unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost, until he find it? And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. When he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me. For I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven. There's, I'm sorry. That likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. And he said, a certain man had two sons. I'm just going to stop there. I'm not going to read all of this next parable that Jesus gave about the lost son. I will be preaching from it, but... Uh, would you join with me and let's ask God to speak to our hearts tonight. Father, we come to you in the name of the Lord. We're grateful for your blessing, your kindness and mercies, how good you are, how wonderful you are. You have spoken to our lives so many ways, and we ask you to do so again tonight. Help us, Lord, and we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. 
prodigals. We all probably know a prodigal that once walked with God and has lost their way, has become distracted by the things of this world, and has uh, no longer uh, graced uh, uh, their presence here as we worship together, and they are missed. And we love them. We desire them to be saved. And I so appreciate the burden and the compassion for the lost, but especially for prodigals that uh, is in this church. I so appreciate it. And uh, there has uh, recently been um, several that have joined together uh, with a purpose of praying for prodigals and specifically reaching out to them uh, for the revival with a special uh, handwritten invitation asking them uh, to come uh, to revival. Amen. And and so uh, uh, it, it takes somebody that cares for another. And uh, that's so vital and important. Jesus taught about finding that which was lost. He began by saying there was uh, a hundred sheep. And what man of you, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Jesus then made a statement. He said, I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one, everybody say one, one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. And then Jesus proceeded to give another parable about something lost. And it was the lost coin. He said, what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, doth not light a candle, sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she hath found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, rejoice with me. For I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one, everybody say one, one sinner that repenteth. How often it is that we we speak with hope and we speak with concerns and we say man we're looking for a great 
ingathering of the lost, and that is rightfully so. I believe that we ought to desire to see as many saved as can be saved. But yet Jesus so emphatically taught the importance of one. He taught the importance of one. One day Jesus was with his disciples and he said, I must needs go through Samaria. And on that way, he about the time of day that it was, we would call it lunchtime, at noontime. Jesus stopped at Jacob's well for rest and he sent his disciples away to get food. They all went together into town to a place to purchase food and bring it back to the resting Jesus. There was more than just a a hunger that was driving Jesus at that time. Somehow I believe Jesus needed to send them away for a little bit because he was going to minister to one. It happened to be a lady, a lady of Samaria that was very much in need of a change in her life. The Bible says she came out at noontime to draw water. You find that she came at the irregular time of day to draw water because women, they always drew water in the morning early before their day began and at the evening of the day. All the women would come and it would be a social moment in time. They could visit, they could draw the water. But this lady came alone at the loneliest time of day to the well. But this particular day, there happened to be a stranger sitting there, a man, a Jew. She had nothing to do with the Jews, and so she proceeded to draw her water without speaking to him. It was Jesus who spoke first. Can I have a drink of water? Would you draw me something to drink? This lady sort of snaps at him. In a way, it was a rather sharp, maybe, I'm not sure there was sarcasm in it, but it was not a kind answer. Nonetheless, who are you? A Jew, a man, talking to me, a woman of Samaria. Lady, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me to drink. You don't even have anything to draw with. She'd been down this road, maybe not this particular uh, conversation, but she had many conversations with men that had took advantage of her. We learn as it goes on this conversation that it became, it turned to a religious kind of conflict that she had with the Jews. You say we're supposed to go to Jerusalem, and we say in this mountain. Jesus proceeds to tell her, woman, woman, it's not here in Jerusalem. The Father's seeking people to worship him in spirit and in truth, and he is talking to her, and and, and, and Jesus uh, uh, proceeds uh, uh, the conversation. And finally, he said to her, go call your husband. She says, I don't have a husband. 
And that's when something was revealed further, when Jesus said, you've rightfully said, you don't have a husband. The man you're living with now is not your husband. You've had five husbands. But this one is not your husband. And then she perceived he must be a prophet. And the conversation uh, goes in, in, in certain ways of just revealing uh, to, to her that he was somebody special. But then when she realized who he was and the disciples have come now and they're sitting back and they're rather flabbergasted by all that they perceive and what they're seeing here. And the scripture lets us know that uh, uh, she runs off. Uh, and I love the way it says she left her water pot uh, and she runs into town and she made a most uh, unique statement for anybody that knew her uh, you got to come see a man that told me all that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Amen. You've got to come see this man. This woman that's had all kinds of man problems is coming back to town excited about another man. I've heard it said, and I would repeat it again tonight. I have done it myself, uh, said this statement. Uh, but uh, uh, the, the scripture lets us know that uh, man's number is six. Amen. But God's number is seven. Have you heard that? That's the perfect number. And she had five husbands. She says, come see a man. That's number six. Amen. But when they come, it, it's uh, rather she's had five husbands the one that's living with her now is number six but the seventh one is Jesus that she says come and see him because Jesus is the one that's going to complete her life and make it proper and right I'm telling you that when Jesus spent time there with one that day he could have just the same gone somewhere and spent it with a multitude but there was one that was very important to her somebody say amen and so when Jesus said this it was very important amen now Jesus tells in this particular parable the third parable of Luke 15 a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father father give me the portion of goods that falleth to me he divided unto them his living not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living and when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave to him. And when he came to himself. Oh, it's these words, something the lost sheep and the lost coin could not do. They did not and they could not do. They could not come to themselves. But the prodigals we are talking about tonight are people that can 
come to themselves. I'm believing that we're going to see prodigals come to themselves. They're going to awake like the prodigal of Luke 15 and say, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and despair and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. Oh, when he left, he said, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. But when he comes back, he is saying, make me. Oh, it's a long ways from give me to make me. But I can tell you that prodigals many times can make a better saint of God than those that remained and never left. They have learned something. I'm not trying in any way to exalt the lifestyle of a prodigal. I'm only telling you that God can change a life so that they are totally transformed when they return. He arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, we see something about the father. Oh, that's beautiful. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe. Put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to be merry. That, my friend, is where we ought to stop it. That's where we think, let's read no further. But Jesus added something more to this parable. He tells about the elder brother that was in the field. And he came and drew nigh to the house and he heard music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said, thy brother is come and thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound. I don't find in any way there is a purpose in this servant that is telling the elder brother what the father has done. I don't find any reason trying to set it up so that this brother is going to go and in any way go in and be ugly with his father. But the Bible says when he heard that he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Oh, I tell you, there's a message in that right there. I don't think the father ought to have to 
come out to those, uh, amen, that have been around all the time. Uh, but you get mad because uh, of who came in uh, and the Father accepted them. Let's just be loving as much as we can uh, and receive whoever the Father receives. And he answering said to his Father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. Oh, he may have not, but he had an attitude. Amen. And he says, Yet thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots, Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. I, through the years, I, I have seen situations where people that should have known better would get mad because somebody had a testimony and, and another didn't get to tell theirs for whatever reason. And they got mad and left the church because the pastor had had somebody give a testimony. I'm thinking if somebody's got a testimony, doesn't the Bible say rejoice with them that rejoice? Amen. We ought to rejoice with them. Amen. And lift Jesus up. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Amen. It's important for us to pray properly to seek the Lord so that prodigals can return to him. Amen. God, I don't want to be an elder brother that will stand in the way of any, but help us, Lord, to please you in all things. Help us, Lord, to stand for those that are on the outside, that have lost their way. Help us, Lord, to find a way to help them return to you and to come back home. Amen. People who have left the church. I heard a brother, I read, rather, I read a brother that's made this statement. He said, people who have left the church are straying children of God and God still loves them and when they come back they often make better saints than those who never left the church amen the scripture lets us know Galatians chapter 6 and verse 1 brethren if a man be overtaken in a fault ye which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, uh, considering thyself, uh, lest thou also be tempted. Uh, amen. Uh, let's make room for them. Uh, somebody said, we are a hospital, uh, not a courthouse. Uh, amen. Uh, it's a place for people to be healed. Uh, love is God's uh, 
tool of redemption. Amen. They know how far from God they are. They certainly don't need us reminding them. They need us to keep the path back to him clear. Let's not stand in the way of others that can come. Friend, I'm believing that there's going to be a mighty revival of people that's going to come. There's no telling who's going to walk through the door. And some of them you know. And some of them you will be reminded of things that maybe they did. But oh, I want you to know this, that God is bigger. He's greater. Amen. Let's do everything we can to see them saved. I want my daughter Amy to come up here and she's going to tell a testimony about somebody that she met not long before they left Minnesota. And uh, she'll tell the story about a prodigal. So, um, in Minnesota, I love to greet. I didn't always have the opportunity to because of other commitments and ministries that um, I was involved in. But this one Sunday morning, I just so happened to have the Sunday off. So um, we were still there early because my husband was on drums and the kids were roaming around. And I was standing at the front door and uh, this very tall lady um, came in and um, heels, short skirt, long hair. And as she drew closer to me, I realized very quickly that it was a woman who had previously been a gentleman. And I um, greeted her, spoke with her, and had the opportunity. She was there very early for service. I think there might have been some misunderstanding as far as what time service started. And so I had the opportunity just to sit and visit with her for 30, 45 minutes prior to service and before Brother Fleming arriving um, and being able to take over. And in my uh, just conversation, um, trying to just find out the background and what was going on, what led them to ZPA at that time, found out that um, she was a truck driver and was traveling from the state of Louisiana to Minnesota weekly. And this week, um, she had been sitting in her truck. She was there for two days. I think it was like a Thursday, Friday, maybe a Saturday kind of a thing. And um, the way that she told the story to me, she felt that she had died, um, whether she physically died or had a very vivid dream or vision, whatever it was, um, she died and went to hell. And when she came to, she was wrapped around the stick shift in the bottom of the truck. And she came to and was like, I need to call my son. Her son, she has two, are both apostolic ministers. She called one of them and was like telling him what had just happened. And he was like, Dad, you need to get to an apostolic church. So 
he pulled up his phone, Googled, and the Zion Pentecostal Assembly, which is the church that we attended there in the St. Paul area, came up. And our pastor back home, his phone number was there, called Pastor Fleming. And uh, my brother Fleming um, had grown up in Louisiana. So they quickly touched base on that. Come to find out, this gentleman was raised at the POA in Alexandria, Louisiana, um, used to play drums on their platform and said, like, even if you go back and watch old videos, you'll see me on the platform. He had been living this lifestyle for almost 15 years. And in an instant, in one moment, determined in his mind that he was going to change everything. He made his way to church that morning, worshiped all through song service, made his way to an altar with tears streaming down his face. Brother and Sister Fleming were praying with him in the altar. And when he left that day, we were telling, like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I quit my job. I can't keep doing this. I have determined in my heart that I'm going to go back to Louisiana. I'm going to change my lifestyle. I'm going to make everything right because of one single moment in the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Wow. I remember when that happened and they shared that with me. And uh, today I was reminded again, I told Amy, I says, I want you to share that amazing testimony. Uh, I hope this works. I set it up at the beginning of service or before church tonight. And sometimes when things set, uh, YouTube has a way of deciding it wants to advertise. And uh, I hope it doesn't. But this is from Thursday night at General Conference. It'll take about 10 minutes to hear this young man's message, which also is his testimony. And uh, I want you to hear this young man. If it's ready, would you go ahead, make sure the volume is up so that we can hear. Thank you. Turn these off. of his father, Bishop Weidman Sr. Brother Weidman is a young man of outstanding character, and I assure you an excellent, excellent minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. As Brother Weidman comes, let's open up our hearts to the word of God and see what the Lord will do this evening. Praise God. Hallelujah. As you're making your way back to your seats, why don't you clap your hands one more time and give God a shout of praise. Come on, why don't you lift your voice and give God a big shout of praise. Come on, if God has been good to you, why don't you open your mouth, lift your voice, and tell Jesus thank you. Tell Jesus I love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. While you're standing, grab your Bibles very quickly. 
want to direct your attention to the book of Luke chapter 15. I'll read one verse for sake of time and I'll let you be seated. Luke chapter 15. We will read verse 20. The Bible says, and he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Everybody said amen to the reading of the word. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. For a few moments tonight, I simply want to talk to you on this subject. We'll leave the light on for you. Tell somebody next to you, we'll leave the light on for you. Motel 6 is known for their low prices, among other things. But they're most known for their series of advertisements with Tom Bodette, who closed every ad with the line, we'll leave the light on for you. These ads ran from 1986 to 2016. Even people who don't travel often probably are familiar with this slogan. I can honestly say if I've ever stayed at a Motel 6 before or not, but there is something heartwarming about this slogan. We'll leave the light on for you. It creates an image of safety and comfort. It creates a nostalgic tie to when we were younger and our parents or loved ones left the front porch light on for us when we came home late at night. Perhaps it reminds you of a long, hard day of traveling and when you finally reach home, the lights are on welcoming you back. The church has to keep the lights on. Let me say it again. The church has to keep the lights on because there are prodigals, young and old alike, who are in the process of making their way back home. And as they are coming back home, they're wondering, am I still welcome and wanted? Or have the church turned their lights off and erase me from their minds? Lord forbid anybody should ever wonder and go astray, but if it ever happens, it needs to be known that we'll leave the light on for you. You can always come back home. You can always have another chance. God still loves you. No matter what you are entangled and involved in, we will never stop waiting on you to come back home. Here in our text, Luke 15, we find one of the most classic parables in the Word of God. There was a young man who had been in his father's house his whole life, but he grew tired of the restrictions that had governed him all these years. So he told his father, give me my inheritance now so I can be free and live my life. He left and went as far away from his father's house as he could. You know the story. He eventually wasted his substance on riotous living in so much that when a famine arose, he found himself in need. But instead of going back home, immediately he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. His situation became so dire that he found himself in a pig's pen wanting to fill his belly with the husk they ate. Listen to me though, because while this prodigal son was in this predicament, the Bible says in verse 17 of Luke 15 that he came to himself. He said, why in the world am I out here when my father's servants eat better than this and I'm his son? 
I'm preaching this tonight because there are prodigals uh, who are in this situation right now. They are tired of living beneath their privileges uh, when they know that they are a child of God. Sin is taking a toll on them. The cigarettes are killing them. The alcohol is impairing them. The pornography is destroying their moral compass. The drugs are frying their brains and they are ready to come back home. Because there is something called the homing instinct. The homing instinct is in every creature on this planet. Every creature has an inborn desire and an instinctive longing for their point of origin. There is a homing instinct inside all of us. That's why a dog can get lost but still travel miles and find his way back home. The homing instinct is especially innate within every prodigal. I want everybody to hear me tonight. I don't care if your prodigal appears to be having the time of their life I promise you they miss being at home come on somebody they may not articulate it they may get agitated when you start talking about God and church but trust me your prodigal wants to come back home they miss the apostolic worship who am I preaching to they miss the apostolic preaching they miss the fellowship of the saints they are ready to come back home there's three levels to a prodigal home sick of home homesick home sick of home homesick our prodigals they are homesick right now and they are just one prayer one step away from coming back home I'm hurrying tonight I'm hurrying tonight this young man who left his father's house he made up his mind I have to get back home I love this young man because when he came to himself he did not say let me go take a shower first let me go get a haircut let me spray on some cologne he said but I'm coming home just as I am and I love the father y'all I love the father because when the father saw him the Bible says that he ran to him and had compassion on him and he kissed him thank God the father left the light on just in case his son decided to come back home I want y'all to notice tonight that when the father approached the son he did not greet him from afar but the father ran to his son and showered him with public affection he did not ask him where have you been what is your problem he said but we left the light on just in case you was coming back home I'm preaching to somebody tonight please don't turn the light off but leave the light on you keep praying for your product you keep fasting for your prodigal you keep believing in your prodigal because God is getting ready to send prodigals home 
The prodigal son, my time is almost up. The prodigal son repented. He said, Father, I've sinned against you in heaven. But listen to what the father said. He said, we're not talking about that. He told the servants, go bring me a robe. Bring me a ring. Put some shoes on his feet. Kill the fatty calf. We're getting ready to have a party. I don't want to speak out of turn tonight. But when prodigals make their way back home, they don't want to be interrogated. They don't want to be judged. They don't want to be looked down. They know they messed up when they let they know they messed up when they left their father's house and wasted their apostolic inheritance. But they are saying, I'm back home now. Can you love me now with all of my issues, with all of my flaws, with all of my scars? Can you still love me? You have to understand that when prodigals come back home, they do not need a cold shoulder. They need a warm hug. They, they need somebody to pull them in and nurse them back to health. I'm closing. I have a minute left. I'm closing. I'm closing. Luke 15 is more than a parable to me. This is my life. I was a prodigal son. I was baptized at the age of seven by D.L. Knight at DeKalb United Pentecostal Church in Stone Mountain, Georgia. My, my mother and my father, Pastor and Sister Whiteman, they raised me up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. But at 15 years old, I backslid. I started smoking marijuana, drinking alcohol getting in trouble with the law but 19 years ago I came to myself and I made my way back home because the lights were still on and that was 19 years ago look what the Lord has I said look what the Lord has done I don't care how your prodigal looks I don't care how they sound don't you ever turn the light off Ooh, let's clap our hands to the Lord Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, praise God, praise God, praise God. Would you stand with me? Amen. We're going to close with prayer tonight. Amen. I want to pray a special prayer for prodigals. And I want you to join with me for that very purpose. But what I'm going to do tonight is I'm wondering who here tonight knows a prodigal that you want to see come back to God. Amen. There may be two of you. There may be a parents. There may be two loved ones of that prodigal, two friends of that prodigal. I wonder if we could have you pair up by coming down here tonight to the front, uh, representing the prodigal or prodigals that you want to see come back to God. Uh, I wonder if you'd make your way. Amen. Uh, I'm believing that God's going to do something. Uh, hallelujah. We want to pray together a prayer of agreeance tonight. Uh, amen. That God is up to something and he's going to do a great work. Uh, if you carry a burden for prodigals, I want you up here in the front for the purpose of prayer tonight for these prodigals. Amen. We're going to agree together. We want to touch the throne of heaven today with our petition for prodigals tonight. Amen. We want God to touch them. And we're going to stand here on behalf of prodigals. I wonder before we begin to pray, is there some that would lift your
your hand that says, I was a prodigal that returned. How many hands have I got? I want you to look at the hands that's around here. There's a a strong representation of people that had walked away, but you're back in the graces of God's love in the church tonight. I want you to know if he did it for you, he can do it for them. If he did it for you, he can do it for them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I wonder uh, if you need to share that name with uh, whoever you're with tonight, but would you begin to just lift that to the Lord? Would you do that? Uh, Lift that prodigal to the Lord that God, uh, would you save them, Lord? Bring them in. Uh, Speak to them. Uh, Speak to them. Let this be a time, Lord, when prodigals return. Let this be a time, Lord, when you speak into their life, Lord, into their hearts. Awake them somehow, Lord, help them. In the name of Jesus, we're praying for them. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're praying for them, Lord. Awake them, awake them, awake them, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, la 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 kabos ya no ko la 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 bahadanya. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Speak, Lord, into the lives of prodigals. Oh, speak into their lives tonight, Lord. Awake them. Awake them, Lord. Awake them, Lord. Awake them, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Give them, Lord, a holy homesickness to come home, Lord. Oh, that they would come to themselves, Lord. Awake them, God. Give them, Lord, the gift of repentance again. Help them, Lord Jesus, to find their way back home. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh God, you're able, Lord, you're able, Lord, you're able, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost 
I feel like there's angels in this place. I feel the presence of God ministering. Hallelujah. From this prayer, from this place that we are praying, God can dispatch angels right now into those wherever they're at, to their house, to their car, to their job, wherever they're at with friends, wherever they're at watching a game, whatever's going on, speak to them, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I just feel like asking some of you to step out and minister to somebody else. I wonder if you just pray for somebody. Find somebody that's carrying a burden tonight. Share that burden with them. Say, I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to agree with you for your prodigal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's agree together tonight. I feel like we're on the verge of something great about to come. Hallelujah. God's bringing them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The light is on. The welcome mat is out. We're waiting for them. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
Thought I 